are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Wild Card Weekend Friday. We are going to talk about all your games, break them down a little bit further. I'm going to give you my picks on all six games for this weekend. The goal being, let's see if I can go 13-0 in the playoffs and just get every game right against the spread. Not straight up, against the spread. We'll get to all that momentarily. Before we get started on the games, I did want to say something in regards to yesterday's podcast. I had said we had seven new head coaches or sorry, seven new head coaching vacancies in the NFL. And I said yesterday, I think Bill Belichick is done in New England and that's going to open up. And my guess would be Mike Vrabel is going to take that job. What do we wake up to yesterday morning? Patriots and Bill Belichick have come to some mutual agreement whatever that means it was not a mutual agreement Bill Belichick got fired and they just wanted to word it that way so they doesn't seem as harsh I guess but he's not done coaching it looks like he's going to be coaching next year I don't even think he's going to take time off I think he's going to get one of the other openings so you got to now pencil him in for possibly an opening there There's a lot of money coming in in Las Vegas that Gerard Mayo is going to be the next head coach of the New Orleans uh, of the New England Patriots. I mean, I guess that's a possibility. I figure they would want to go someone more seasoned, someone who's proven themselves in the NFL and who's part of the Patriot family as well. Vrabel's the perfect fit there. I don't even I'd be surprised if Vrabel doesn't get this job, but good that I was able to predict that was coming. Didn't think it was going to come so quick, but. I just didn't think that they were going to stick with Bill Belichick, and they didn't. Guys, after losing Tom Brady, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not a good coach, but, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I'm sure Brady benefited from Belichick, and Belichick benefited from Brady. However, when Brady left Belichick, he led a downtrodden franchise, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and won them a Super Bowl. In year one. (laughs) I mean, that's ridiculous. What has Bill Belichick done since Tom Brady left him? Nothing. It's been horrible for four years. So, or three. So you got to take that in consideration. Doesn't mean he's not a good coach. He's probably the best NFL coach in the history of the league. But it makes you wonder a little bit if he doesn't have Brady. Devil's Advocate says... Has any coach in the history of any sport ever won without a great player at the helm? Did Phil Jackson ever win an NBA championship without Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant, or Shaquille O'Neal? No. Did Greg Popovich ever win an NBA title without David Robinson or Tim Duncan or Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili? No. Did Rudy Tom Johnson? I could just keep going on and on forever, you know? Football is a little bit different. Because Brian Billick won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer as his quarterback. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback. So, obviously football is a little bit different game than basketball. Basketball, you only play five players at a time. If you have two dominant players, they can carry you to a title. You can't have two dominant players in NFL and expect to win the Super Bowl every year. So there's arguments to be made on both sides. He's still the best coach in the history of the league. 
Nobody's won. I don't believe anyone's more won more Super Bowl titles than he did. But it is curious that he went to shit once Brady left. All right, let's get to the games for this weekend. Starting off tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern time, Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Here's a stat that you will impress every single sports fan with, and I guarantee you if you ask them, unless they are related to the guy, they probably won't know the answer, and even someone related to him might not know the answer. Who has the most playoff road victories in the history of the NFL? Who's won the most road games as a starting quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs? The answer would be Tom Brady. He's got seven road wins in the playoffs in his career. It's the most. You know who also has seven and is tied with him? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is on the road this week, tomorrow, against the Houston Texans, two-and-a-half-point favorites. They beat the Texans a few weeks ago, 36-22. C.J. Stroud did not play in that game. Mari Cooper went nuts. I think he had 260 yards receiving. So, <laughs> you realize if the Browns win this game, Joe Flacco has more road playoff wins than any quarterback in NFL history? I'm going to take the Texans here, plus the two and a half, and buy it up to three. I know I'm probably going against conventional wisdom here. The Browns have a better defense. But this Texans team is more or less, look, obviously injuries can happen during a game. If C.J. Stroud gets hurt during the game and gets knocked out or doesn't finish the game, all bets are off, and this and this bets probably loses. But I think if C.J. Stroud plays all four quarters, the Texans stay within striking distance and have a chance to win this game at the end. I just, I've watched him too many times, and I know the whole rookie thing. I, I'm going against the grain here. First-time starters, and especially rookies, first-time starters in the playoffs versus quarterbacks that have experience, 17-35-1 against the spread, 17-36 straight up. I don't care who wins this game. I'm not rooting for either team. I'll just take the points. Give me the Texans plus three. The Saturday night game, Peacock only. Remember, I hope you've subscribed. Checked out some old Saturday night main events on the WWE part of Peacock. Maybe looked at some old Friends episodes. Maybe you looked at Say by the Bell reboot with Zach Morris as governor of California. Jesse Spano teaching at Bayside, right? Where she's like the counselor. A.C. Slater is <laughs> the P.E. coach. These guys really uh, they didn't really get on with their lives, did they? <laughs> anyway, it's it's nostalgic. I, I, I You know, it's, it's funny because when I watched the Saved by the Bell reboot, I didn't even care about the new kids that were in Bayside. It wasn't a Bayside show to me. It was just a high school show. The only thing that made it Bayside to me was the cameos from Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Mark Paul Gossler, Mario Lopez, Elizabeth Berkeley. That's what made it nostalgic for me. Somehow we're talking about Say by the Bell reboots on a sports podcast. Let me get back to sports here. I only mention it because I, I 
there's still people in my life that have no idea and don't understand that a playoff game is on a streaming service tomorrow night and you have to pay for it. The line has moved to Kansas City Chiefs minus four and a half now. I think that's because of the weather and the injuries to the Dolphins. It is supposed to be zero degrees there. They're saying this could be one of the coldest playoff games in NFL history. That doesn't bode well for the Miami Dolphins. The problem is I don't feel comfortable laying four and a half points with the Kansas City Chiefs either because they are just an average football team. Everybody's written off Miami. Nobody thinks Miami can win this game. There isn't a single person I think that's even betting Miami, which is why the line has jumped a point to a point and a half. I don't know how. I don't know why. I'm going to take Miami plus the points. Give me Miami plus the four and a half. Let's move to Sunday. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. The Pittsburgh Steelers are missing their best player, T.J. Watt, out. The Pittsburgh Steelers have Mason Rudolph, a rookie quarterback, starting rookie. I mean, I say rookie, but his first playoff start on the road in Buffalo against the Bills. Apparently, there's going to be 30-mile-an-hour winds. This is Buffalo weather. Bills are laying 10 points at home in a playoff game. For the third consecutive game, I'm taking the points. <laughs> I'm going against all conventional wisdom here. Give me the Steelers plus the 10. I just think that's too many points for Buffalo to lay in a playoff game. They were basically in the same exact scenario last year, first round of the playoffs. At home, cold weather against Miami. Miami had a ton of injuries. They didn't even have two as their quarterback, and the Bills didn't cover. They were laying 13 or 14. I think they won by seven something like that, seven or eight. I think 10 points is too much. I really do. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know why. Steelers somehow get the cover on this one, and I'll take the Steelers plus the 10. Coming back with your final three playoff games. Gee, Steve, are you going to pick a favorite this week? <laughs> You're just going to take all underdogs in the playoffs and hope you – bear with me here. Next game is the Sunday – Mid-afternoon game, Packers at Cowboys. Packers are getting seven. We all know the statistics. I've been over this with you numerous times this year. Dallas Cowboys averaging close to 40 points a game at home. Blow everybody out. Only had two games that were even close out of their eight home games. They've won 16 in a row. Green Bay Packers starting a quarterback who's never started a playoff game, Jordan Love. But he is coming in hot. 18 touchdowns, one interception in his last eight games. They finished the season 7-3. and three. And there is a part of me that says this game could come down to the wire. Absolutely. You see it as like Dallas leading by three, heading into the fourth. Fans are starting to get nervous. There's also a part of me that sees a three-touchdown win by the Cowboys as well. And I don't know which one I'm leaning more towards, even as I say this, because I've been going back and forth on this game. I think I said it at the beginning of the week when we first knew the matchups. I said, I think either Dallas wins this game in a blowout or they lose outright. I just don't see this. 
I don't know. I don't I don't see it being close. Unless it's a Green Bay, you know, winning it by a field goal at the end or Green Bay winning by one possession. I don't think they're going to go in there and beat the Cowboys by two possessions. Their defense just isn't good enough, the Packers. And Dallas just has that explosive offense. So if you're the Packers, what's your game plan? Try and match Dallas point for point? Because I just don't know how good the Packers' defense is. So that line has dropped. Money seems to be coming in a little bit on the Packers. I'll go with the Cowboys in this one. I'll take the Cowboys minus the seven. So give me the Cowboys minus seven. That's my first favorite in the playoffs this <laughs> this year. The Sunday night game, Matthew Stafford returning home to the Detroit Lions where he played most of his career, plus three at Detroit. Detroit has played really well the last two years. Jared Goff has just as much revenge going against the Rams who dumped him two years after he took him to the Super Bowl in favor of Matthew Stafford. It ended up being the right route for the Rams because the Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl with Stafford. So Jared Goff has this on his mind. And Jared Goff would love nothing more than to shove it up the Rams' ass and beat them in a playoff game and say, look, you guys did me wrong. However, I don't think it's going to happen because Detroit's defense stinks. There's just nothing about this Detroit defense that offensively, can they score on the Rams? Absolutely. I just think this is an over game. I think it's a shootout, and I'll take the points. Give me the Rams plus three. So, yeah, back on another underdog. Could I see the Rams winning this game? Yes. I threw out this statistic on Monday. It's a very small sample size, but ever since the NFL went to 14 teams make the playoffs, seven in each conference, the NFC six seed in 2021, 2022, or excuse me, 2020, 2021, and 2022 season, which ended up being the playoffs in 2021, 2022, and 2023, the sixth seed in the NFC has beaten the three seed every year. It's small sample size. But to say the Rams as a sixth seed can't beat the Detroit Lions as a three seed, I would just point you to that statistic. Of course they can. Plus it's a three-point line. On a neutral field, they're basically saying this is a pick game. So I'll take the points. Give me the Rams. I think they can just hang with them. And if they lose, I see it being like by a field goal because I just don't think the Detroit Lions can stop anybody when it matters. You look at their defensive statistics, they're terrible. It's a terrible defensive team, but they've just been able to outscore a lot of people. So I'm fascinated by this game. The Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions, I think that's where the playoffs are going to start because I just don't see anything major happening in those first three games. They're all AFC games. And maybe the Miami Chiefs game is is closer than a lot of people think. But, you know, I, I just can't – nobody, unless you're a Browns fan or a Texans fan, I don't think many people are getting excited about that playoff game. Steelers-Bills, obviously there's history there. Steelers fans are nuts. Bills fans are nuts. I, I, I think most people think the Bills are going to win that game. Shit, they're 10-point favorites. They should. But Packers-Cowboys is an interesting, interesting game, and so is Rams-Lions. Then we get to Monday night, which is a complete clunker, and I honestly have no idea on this game. I don't have a solid thought either way of who gets what, who's got more momentum, who's even better. Philadelphia Eagles are so banged up. 
They played like crap for the last six weeks of the season, going one and five. Now they have to go on the road. If they expect to even get back to the Super Bowl where they were last year, they'd have to win three road games. It's it's so ugly, yet they're playing a bad football team. Tampa is not very good. And yet the Eagles are a road favorite having gone one and five in their last six. You're like, what? I honestly don't know, but because I've taken four of five underdogs, I, I, I'm just going to take the Eagles on the sole principle that there's got to be some favorite that covers this weekend, right? Shit, maybe the other ones are going to be the ones that cover, and Tampa's going to be the dog that covers. I don't know. Again, if I did, we'd all be millionaires. But, man, just give me the Eagles, and I have no... <sighs> I, I have no confidence taking the Eagles, but I would have zero confidence taking the Bucks either. Because if you'd be like, yeah, give me the Bucks plus three at home. They're a home home underdog in the playoffs? What? They could lose by two touchdowns in this game. They're not very good. And Baker Mayfield is busted up. His ankle's hurting. His shoulder's hurting. What if he gets injured during the game and they got to go to Kyle Trask? You trust that guy? I, just give me Philly for no other reason that I need a favorite you know, so basically for the six games, I have two favorites, the Cowboys and the Eagles, and the Dogs and all the other games. So that's what I'm going with. You can tail me. You can fade me. Doesn't matter to me. I'm probably not betting any of these games. These are just my thoughts on if I were to bet these games, that's where I would go. So I just wanted to throw that out there for everybody. NFL playoff season is upon us. It's going to be great. And... Remember, next year, this particular weekend next year, wild card weekend in the NFL next year, we're also going to be down to the final four in college football. So next year, or this year, later, or excuse me, next year, 2025, on wild card weekend of the NFL, you're going to have semifinal game number one in college football uh, playoff on Thursday, semifinal game number two on Friday. And then your wild card weekend in the NFL. That's the way it's going to be playing out for the next two years. Wild, uh, semifinal Thursday, semifinal Friday, two games Saturday in the NFL, wild card, three games Sunday, one game Monday. Five straight days of playoff football. <laughs> so you think this weekend's great with just football galore. Just wait till next year. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Tell your friends about the podcast. Hey, maybe they want to tail these picks. Who knows? We'll see what happens. So, again, I appreciate you all listening. We do have good things coming up in the podcast. I'll tell you about them when I can. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you! Oh, the best around. Mother's going